0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today in the studio, we have another amazing guest joining us, Wes Young. He is an amazing author, and he is going to share a little bit of his story with us today. Wes, such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. For joining us,
2: Alice, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited about this.
1: Today, we're going to talk a little bit about your book, The Simple Step by Step System Anyone Can Use to Create Generational Wealth. And this generational wealth, it's something that I think we all want to experience if we've never tasted it before. It's something that we want to see happen in our life for our children and our children's children, and so on. And so, thank you for joining us and talking about this topic in particular. We, this is not a topic we have actually went into very often on the podcast money, but I think that it's a very important thing to talk about. So go ahead, just tell us a little bit about who you are, Wes, and then we'll go from there.
2: Okay. Thanks, Dallas. Um, I'm a, I'm a pastor at an old country church. It's uh it's just a small church. And Mm -hmm. amazingly, it's the church that I've been going to since I was a little baby. Uh, my, my mom and dad took me and, uh, I, I grew up in that church and, uh, it it really fits who I am. I'm just yeah. When I went to college, people made fun of the way I talked because I I talk slow and like a I'm just an old country boy. Anyway, um, and a quick story about the church is my family's been going there for generations. Uh, my grandparents were married there. My parents were married there. I got married there, and my oldest daughter got married there. So it's really a big part of our family. Um. And you t- when you talk about uh, my my walk in faith, and of course Jesus has been everything in my life. Once I finally figured things out, I I remember getting saved, and it's funny. A lot of people remember any of that stuff. I think I was between ten and twelve years old, and and honestly, I was too young to understand it in my life. And like a lot of people, when I went to college, I, I I got away from Jesus a little bit, and and thankfully I got back in into my church when I was in my early twenties, and I started figuring things out, and uh, I started teaching teaching a, a, a Sunday school class, and that was the best thing. ever ever because I was terrified that I was not going to do a good job because there was a lot of people in the class that knew more than I did so I dug into God's word and and I've just I've never stopped digging into the word I, I just love to learn so so yeah I I I got away but I I praise, I praise Jesus I got back and mm-hmm. and he's affected my life positively ever since so um I've only been a pastor there for around a year. I've been speaking in churches for around five years off and on. Uh, I used to do a lot of public speaking in the business world. So it's been a fairly easy transition for me, Mm -hmm. but now I just go wherever God tells me to go. So that's That's a little bit about me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That jump from the business world to preaching, it is along the same way, you know, but at the same time, it's It's different, right? It's absolutely Bringing the conversation into the church can be uncomfortable at times, but valuable and important. And so thank you for sharing a little bit about your story and how that's helped you along the way. On
2: the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast, because Mm -hmm. even though the book is not directed at Christians, Mm -hmm. I have used my faith and some verses and things in the book. So it shows, but you know people in and, and especially Christians, you start talking about money and there's all these phobias or and and it all works together um yeah. and and that, that's throughout the book. you know and, and and the title of the book is first of all, it's a marketing title. I'm not there's no mm-hmm. bones about it. it's I made the title to sell books um and it's a pretty bold statement, but, I, I've got a one of my sermons, I give it a lot of different places, involves about 10 to 12 passages the the, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, it's so often misquoted as money is the, yeah. the root of all evil, um, but you can have money. There were plenty of people in the Bible that were extremely wealthy. It's what you do with your money. And that's a big part of this system is it. And the reason I wrote the book is I need to make the world a better place. And when I use part of my money to make the world a better place, that's doing God's work. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I teach. That's really the most important part of the system. Um, you know, people are taught in a lot of churches that you got to give 10% to the church. And we're not going to get deep into that. I believe you're supposed to support your church, no doubt. But I believe you're supposed to use at least 10% of your wealth and time to do things in Jesus's name, like Jesus. Jesus loved and gave and shared. Mm -hmm. And the more people I can get to start building some type of generational wealth and use my mission anyway. so.
1: Yeah, I like that because this is the cheerful giving aspect rather than yes, the the cut in stone give the 10% to the church. Yes. No matter what, I I also have heard this teaching of it's it's a, not a very easy teaching, right? There's a lot of controversy yes. around that teaching, but I have definitely heard that the cheerful giving. Don't give it to your church out of out of because you need to, out of requirement, but give cheerfully right. if it's to the church, if it's also to other people as well. This it gets a little cloudy right. in the church with this conversation, <laughs> and it's interesting it, that you're a pastor and you're bringing this conversation, so thank you for, for giving us some education it, on this.
2: It does, and and I'm not trying to portray different theology or anything. Yeah. Everybody should be led by the Holy Spirit as to what they do. Um and, and once again, I support my church, and, mm-hmm. and my congregation supports the church, but I even tell my congregation, you don't have to do everything for the church. You can do some of it, too. A quick example, we have things called blessing boxes here around. People put food in them, and people that can't afford food get food out. No judgment. And my, my youngest daughter, she— she brings tears to my eyes because we go to the store and a lot of times she'll say, can we get 10 cans of food? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, Sorry. yeah, I, I'm Not trying to get emotional, but when you feed someone that's hungry, that's what Jesus did. Y- mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, that's a big part of what I'm, what I'm about and in the book. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. You're listening to the
0: Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: Are you looking to deepen your relationship with God? Tune in to the Word of God by M podcast, hosted by Manny. Explore scripture and engage in insightful discussions and inspiring interviews that will help you apply the wisdom and truth of the Bible to your everyday life. Available on all mainstreaming platforms, this podcast is perfect for longtime Christians and those just starting to explore their faith. Join us each week as we learn to live more intentionally, love more deeply, and walk more closely with God. Introducing June's Faith, the easy to read novel by author Carly Wiggins. Follow June's journey as she confronts doubt and disappointment with God after the loss of her sister. Through candid conversations and heavenly visions, June discovers a closer relationship with God. This story of faith and surrender is perfect for believers seeking spiritual growth. Find more by searching www.carlywigginsauthor.com Actually, during lunch today, my wife and I were talking about this. We had an opportunity to give today to a friend that needed some finances. And we, we said today, I don't want to ever give out of requirements but I right. want to give out of the love of my heart. If it becomes a place where, Oh, I guess, I'll, then it's not right. It's um, yes. It's not wrong for them to ask, but it's my heart's not right. And so I want to be the person that's giving cheerfully loving. And right. yes, of course, you know, in Jesus name, helping other people. I, I like yeah. this topic. I like this. Topic.
2: I've got a quick story about that. And, and, and this was Jesus teaching me something a long, long time ago. Um, when I was more in the the business world, I got like an extra thousand dollars one week, just out of nowhere, and and the thought came to my mind: Why? Why did I get that? Because I didn't need it at the time. Now I've been good and I've been broke, but at the time I was I was good, and I found out just a couple of days later there was a a person I knew going through something terrible. They didn't have to ask, and God said. Mm -hmm. You give half that money to them. And I, get. but about three years later, I was in a terrible bind and God took care of it. And, and I'm not saying God talks to me like he did Abraham, but he spoke to me and he said, that is what you get for obeying. So I'm a true believer.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's amazing. Thank you for giving us a little some of your stories there. It build it builds yeah. us, you know, it builds us and encourages us to do that as well. It's so simple to buy a couple extra cans of food, yes, you know, and give it away than to buy five Starbucks coffees. You know, it's it yeah. just equals out in that way. So I think if we're looking for opportunities to give, they will come. If we're open, okay, yes. if we're available, but so many times it's that money that's the one of the hardest things to give over. The money.
2: It is. It really, really is. And I've 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 been on the other side. I've been on the mm. lacking mindset. And it's a mindset. Um, but but God's taught me I've never been without food in my life. So I'm truly blessed because not everybody can say that. And when my daughter asked me, yes, you know, we can buy cans of, of vegetables for like a dollar a piece now. It's ten dollars, but it, it can affect. 10 Mm -hmm. people's lives because they're hungry. That's just one example, but Mm -hmm. I'm big on feeding people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. It's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. And we're not going to go too deep into the evangelism and missions conversation, but as a missionary here, this is something that I've researched also about Jesus's life. You know, He didn't just go around and give money to the poor people. He was meeting the need. He was loving them. He was teaching them, all of those things, right? And so it goes all, all together there in a group. And so I think this is such an awesome conversation. Let's talk a little bit about the book as well. So what led you to take everything that you have today and write it into a book? What bridged the gap there?
2: I've I've chased success, for lack of a better word, for Decades and I've studied and studied. And about two years ago, I was reading in the Bible and I read Proverbs 13:22. And this is just the beginning of the verse. It says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And that hit me so hard because I I, I didn't have anything to leave to my children's children. Now when when you talk about that verse, inheritance does not always mean money. I always want to make that clear. You need to leave an inheritance of what Jesus does in your life to your children and their children. But money is a part of it. And you don't have to have millions or billions to influence and leave things to your children and children's children. So, I, I've been putting this system together in my mind, and the system is really the value of what I'm passing on to my children, who can then pass it on to their children. It's the system. Um, I, and, and I'm much better off now than I was then. I have some stuff to leave to my children. I'm not quite to the children's children point yeah. yet. Yeah. other than than the system and the education um and of course part of that's leading your life in a godly way as an example um and I'm I'm proud of my children they 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 do follow god they do follow jesus and that's the most important inheritance um but the money part is comes into play also so
1: yeah I think this is something you you made a great point. It isn't just finances to leave to our children. Right. I, I look at these people who who've been preaching. Their parents were preaching. Their parents and their parents and their parents. That fifth generation preachers. Like that's amazing. The anointing that's there. I want that. Yes. You know. I didn't have that experience, yeah. and so that that's amazing. I'm a first generation missionary for my family. You know, no one in my family's pastors or missionaries or anything. And the anointing I hope that my son has because my wife and I are both in the ministry i hope that this continues through our generations as well that's so cool so cool
2: yeah that that's awesome i'm i'm a first generation pastor uh mom and dad have always been involved in the church but but no pastors in my background so mm-hmm. anyway.
1: the anointing that we can leave our children that's that's yeah. exciting that's exciting yes and let's go a little bit more into this Leaving the world a better place, making the world a better place, this statement in your book here. Give us a little bit more information about that.
2: Okay. Part of the system is is a way to to divide and use your money. And, and the system says use 10% of your income to make the world a better place. And I, I pointed out in the book, and I, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, It doesn't, it's not my job to tell you or anyone else's job to tell you how to make the world a better place. You get to choose, you get to be led how to make the world a better place. And the other point about creating generational wealth as you learn to make more money that ten percent or whatever you use gets bigger if, if you if you're using ten percent of ten thousand you're doing a thousand dollars or more to make the world a better place but if you have fifty thousand then ten percent's five thousand mm-hmm. so so the more you get your stuff in order the more you can help other people and 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 as you know you're a missionary. So, you know, it's not always about money. Sometimes helping other people is getting on the phone Mm -hmm. and talking to somebody that make it to to service this week or stopping and seeing, or just taking 15 minutes to talk to someone about Jesus that has questions or or who's struggling. Um, And it's easy to, it's easy to put it in the 10% of your income bracket. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why I used it. But it doesn't have to be just that. And, you know, I know a few people that give much more than 10 percent because they've been blessed and and they're living on they're living on 10 or 20 percent of their income and they're giving away 20 or 30 or 40 and they're doing great things in the world and that's all important but but my point is each one of us can make a difference that one $1 can of food can make a difference in somebody's life and we can all do that or we can all make one phone call so
1: that's a good reminder because sometimes we put it like oh when i get to this point then yes i'll help people yeah. and then when we get there when I, you move the line back a little when i make this much then i'll help people you know we can do it now we can do it today. right that's a good point. Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: In your book, you were talking about you have clients that you work with. And so a lot of times when, with the self-help books that we're seeing, there there's extra parts to the course, right? So is everything that we need to create generational wealth inside your book here? Or are there other things that you offer that we can be a part of as well?
2: Okay. Um, yes, everything, the complete system is in the book, Um and, and the system is simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. So some people can take what's in the book and do everything they want to do because the, the complete system's there. A lot of people, myself included, a lot of times we'll get stuck in the middle of something or we'll need a little help. And that's where I get clients. I get clients, the ones that, that uh, learn my system or find me a different way, and they start down this path. And then sometimes they'll have questions. An example, one part of the system is is to use 10% of your income to make more money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have any idea how to do that. Well, I've done that a lot over my life, so I, I might help someone with that or Uh, Another part is is investing or saving 10 percent. Most people don't have any idea how to invest money. And and I don't give investment advice because I'm not a, a financial advisor, but I will. Point people to different things like if you don't know anything about it, then put it in a savings account and let it build until Mm -hmm. you and then learn, gain some education about where you want to invest. You know, these real estate gurus are all over the place. Yeah, you can make millions in real estate, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, some people do well in real estate. I know some people that lost everything in real estate. So you have to be educated. And that's the great thing about being a child of God is. You can pray and be led into what you need to learn. I you know, if I want to learn something, I, I read about it, I listen to podcasts, you know, and, and that's that's what people do. Now I'm sorry, I'm getting off off point. On to your question, mm-hmm. yes, everything's in the book. Um, but I'm not saying that some people don't want more help and that is available that's that's how i make money i help people um that's just just, just and and i said myself included I'm not a hypocrite in that I also have used consultants and coaches and mm-hmm. and, and and even going back to the preaching, uh, a couple of preachers that have preached at my church at the past. Every once in a while, I'll call them and I'll say, "Hey, I got this situation. Can you give me some guidance?" and and it, it's just helpful because if if you're dealing with somebody that's been there and done that, it can make your your journey a lot shorter and easier. So yeah, I hope and I you answered. Were, that. you were
1: going off a little bit on the question, but I think you were making a good point that we have everything at our fingertips today. You don't have to go to university for four years to learn about yes. finances. We have YouTube, we have all of these different books. We have so many things available. Intelligence is it's bigger than it's ever been in our time, in our history. And so yes. everything you need to learn is available. We just have to search. Yes. We have to learn. Yep. Instead of watching Netflix, we might have to watch a YouTube video, learning how to invest your money. You know, It's not yes. easy. It's not fun, yeah. but it's important, and we can do this. It's
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Excellent. And you also have something that you are supposed to live. One of the first steps of your program is to start living off of 70% of your income, which I'm going to have to do a count and see where I'm at on this because that's an interesting number, 70%. So why 70 and how do we accomplish this? And what are some of the biggest mistakes we make trying to accomplish that?
2: Okay. And that's honestly, that's the biggest holdup or or road bump I see when I talk to people. They're like, I can't possibly live on 70% of my income. I can't live on 100% of it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I do cover this, but the reason... 70 is because it's it fits well the system has five parts 70 percent to live on 10 percent to save and invest 10 percent to um to to make the world a better place and uh Uh, 10% to make more money, use it to invest or, or a business or something to make more money, a side hustle. And then the fifth part is what I call plus one, which is spend one hour a day working on your system. Good round number. That's where the 70 came from. But, and I work with people like this. You can start wherever you are. It's just like like helping people. You can start with one can of food. Um, but if you have to start at 97 percent, live off that and use one percent, one percent and one percent. Mm-hmm. And then figure out how when you use money to make money, the idea is to increase the entire pie so you can go from 97% to 90% and then 80 and then 70 my goal which i'm not there my goal is to live off from 10% of my income eventually so i can do more with the other you know what I mean? Um, yes, I'm but there you start wherever you let's, wherever you let's
1: are. accomplish this together because that sounds <laughs> that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. And I'm not saying but, that I'm gonna make a ton of money and only live on the tan. Let's live, you know, we don't have to live extravagantly. And that's one thing, you know. As a missionary, well, I, I learned that because living the American dream, everyone around me, you know, and then coming to a place like Brazil and Asia as well. It's a different world. Yeah. It's a different world. Yeah. And not everybody has the things that we do in America. It's just unbelievable it's hard to imagine but it's possible and
2: i've 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 learned stuff's not near as important i thought it was 20 or 30 years ago yeah i live in the same house i've lived in for over 20 years well warren buffett he lives in now it's a nice house don't get me wrong but richest man or one of the richest men in the world he lives in the same house He's lived in his whole life, you yeah. know, and and I cover that in there, too. If you want a lot of stuff, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But focus on making the world better first and then getting the other stuff. I don't have a new yeah. car. I don't need a new car. I just need one to get me there and back. Yeah. Everybody makes their own decisions. Though. Mm-hmm. But but start wherever you are. The 70 percent is a suggestion. If you can't do it, start where you are, mm-hmm. and grow. So,
1: I heard a, a quote recently that said it's easier to make an extra ten thousand dollars than to save ten thousand dollars. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Grant Cardone. He's a yeah, he's okay. a real estate guru. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of truth to that um but but one of the reasons the system i teach works so well is you're not only saving but you're also creating mm-hmm. um and that's another wonderful thing there are literally thousands of ways to to make a little bit more money and you can do one that fits you it, it can be and and you know uh, my Christian background i've I've done some business stuff and it's not directly in that, but then I use my others to kind of influence in the book, like I told you, I sprinkled some stuff through there, my faith. it's not hitting them over the head saying, "Get Jesus now, mm-hmm. but it's it's leading by example. I've accomplished a lot. Praise Jesus. you know what I mean? Um, but but yeah, start where you are. Uh, saving is tough. I mean, and if you're already broke, saving is really tough. And and if you have to start with 1%, put put $10 a week in an envelope and put it in your drawer. And that's savings. You're saving that. Um, but there is a lot of truth to that, though, that it is often easier to make a little more than to save a little more. So,
1: And you offer a free seven-day generational wealth course for anyone considering investing. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and where can we find this free course and, and join?
2: Okay, first of all, you don't even have to buy the book to get the system. It's in the course and the course is available at generationalwealthbooks.com. That's a plural. Um, now, the book is available on Amazon for free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Uh, the Kindle is like $2.99 and the paperbacks nine ninety seven. $9.97. I tried to make it, um, so anyone could afford it but but if you if you go to generationalwealthbooks.com and go to the bottom of the page, just put in your email you can you can cancel your email anytime. It's not a big deal. I want you on my list because I want to help you, but take that seven day course. It it lays out the entire system, gives you some ideas to get started and, and, and then decide whether you think you want to invest in the book. I make, I make $2 a book basically, which is great, but I don't make my living off from selling books. I make my living off from helping people. Um, So I want you to buy the book. I mean, it would be complete lie. Anybody that that's an author gets on and says, I, I don't care if you buy I want you to buy the book, but I want to prove to you what it's offering for free. And then you can decide whether it has any value to you. Yeah. So thank you. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Yeah. I want to ask another question. What do you think is the biggest mistake when we approach finances in the house? Like let's talk about one avenue, husband and wife sharing or not sharing a bank account or things like this,
2: right? Well, I've studied this a lot, and there's a lot of differences in personalities and stuff, Um, and and I can only speak from my experience in dealing with some other people, but so much of it comes down to communication, especially in a family setting, husband and wife. I, I think having separate bank accounts is good but if you've got, if you're completely broke, that's not like the the magic yeah, cure. The problem, you don't need right? to go out <laughs> and set up a second. Yeah. But, yeah. but what we do, my wife and I, 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 take care of all the bills because she, she gets upset and, and we've lived through thin, don't get me wrong. Um, and, and she stresses out a lot. So I, I, I pay all the bills, take care of that, but she also has her own account and every month. We put some money in her account, and she can do whatever she wants with that. She doesn't have to talk to me about it, nothing. Um, she does. She, she's very open communication with me. But but because we can, that's like she has her own. She's also She also helps pay the bills. I mean, we've got an account we pay bills out of that we both put money in, but she's got her own that she can do whatever she wants with it if she if she wants to splurge now now about my wife she's also got a separate giving account her 10 percent or whatever and she sometimes gives more than 10 bless her heart because there's certain things that really really matter to her Mm -hmm. so she has money in that account so she can do whatever she wants with it without worrying about our main account I think the biggest mistake is lack of communication to answer your question. Um, And if you have great communication, you can do it all out of one account. It doesn't matter. Um, But I really think lack of communication is the biggest mistake families make with money.
1: Mm -hmm. And individuals, would you say it's just splurging on things that we don't necessarily need? What would you say on an individual basis?
2: I would say it's lack of taking complete responsibility for your situation and lack of tracking your budget, um, I love books. I've got a lot of books. That's my weakness. And I say everyone spends on something. Well, I spend on books. Uh, quick example: I, I started investing a certain way recently, and I literally read thirty books two months about that because I had to learn. I wanted to make sure. Now what I'll do, I used to sell books too. So I'll buy books and I'll read them. And then if I don't need them, I'll sell them to buy more books. But I don't begrudge anyone to spend their money on whatever they want. But the mistakes people make, like credit cards, oh my gosh, you're 20 and they're sending you credit card offers. That's a mistake. My dad has never, ever in his entire life, paid a penny in interest on credit cards. He's got anyway, he could buy whatever he wants, but he's not going to spend money on that credit card that he can't pay off within 30 days. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> that's smart stuff right there. You don't get buried. Um, if it, you can it, afford. I want
1: to the... go into that a little bit too, because yeah, from my situation, I'm a young guy. I recently got married a couple years ago. I have a son I will be moving back to the States one day, and I've never had a credit card in my life. Never. And I don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't know. I'm going to look into it more. But what do you think about that, Wes?
2: I haven't had a credit card for years and years. Now I use debit cards cuz I travel and you can't travel without a card. I didn't mm-hmm. um but my debit cards now there are some dangers with debit cards. People need to do their own research. But I have multiple debit cards tied to multiple accounts and I can't spend money I don't have.
1: Yeah. Period. That's the way I've lived Which, my whole life, so I don't I'm not familiar with the other side.
2: And I think that is is the best way to do it. Now, some people have the discipline of like my dad who who can have all of this credit and not get in trouble with it. But when I was younger, I did get in trouble with credit and it took me a long, long time to dig out of that. Uh, I was young and I made some bad decisions Mm -hmm. and I learned I have to control myself. And that's one way to control it. Now, my biggest failing is I'll buy anything for my wife and my kids. It's yeah. it's rarely about buying extra stuff for me um, outside of books. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think each person needs... First, I don't recommend getting a credit card until you're like 40. And that's just a random number. Mm-hmm. And only then if you're sure you can handle it. Um, now, like if you go buy a house, you're probably going to have to buy it on credit, especially if you're young. Mm Um, I can't tell you what to do there either. I did, and I'm still paying for it, but I'm getting awful close to getting that paid off too. Um, but cars are a terrible investment. I haven't financed a car for 15 years. I don't buy new cars um but i save up the money i find a good used car and i buy it because it's it's worth less after you buy it you've heard all this yeah, yeah. um but when when you track everything you do and you know what you have and, and don't have to spend that's that's the start um i and believe me i have been so far upside down <laughs> Years ago in my life that I I couldn't see the light at at the top of the pit, but, but you got to start somewhere. And that's what I did. And that's, that's kind of what this whole thing's about. You got to start somewhere. So I don't know if that was the right answer. No, it
1: helps. It helps. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wes. (laughs) And uh, can you tell our audience one more time, the name of the book and where we can find it in your website as well?
2: Okay, thank you. The simple step-by-step system anyone can use to create generational wealth. It's available on Amazon, uh, Kindle, paperback, and hardback. And there's actually a link to that if you can't find it on my site, generationalwealthbooks.com, where I told you earlier to go to get the free course if you're interested. There's a link at the top of that page. You can just click on the book. There's a picture of the book, and it'll take you right to the Amazon listing.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. If you could leave us with one overall thought, what do you think that would be today?
2: Okay, I, I here's my one overall thought. We're talking about a lot of different things here. We're talking about faith and and money and and selling books and and things like that. But do everything you do in Jesus. As far as uh, Jesus was love and and let the Holy Spirit lead you. If you're not feeling the Holy Spirit, then get on your knees and pray and get closer to God through Jesus. Everything that I've accomplished good in my life has been something to do with my faith and being led. Now, if I've the mistakes I've made or were not doing what I was led to do, doing what Wes wanted to do, instead of what I was supposed to do. Um, And I'm learning. I'm much better than I was. But that would be my one point, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Come on. What's better than that, right? What a better (laughs) takeaway than that. Thanks, Wes. And if I could have you in our time together with a prayer for our audience, that would be excellent.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Dear Lord in heaven, in Jesus' name we pray thank you for the opportunity to to talk to dallas and and his audience today thank you for all the blessings you've given us in your life i lift up dallas and his his ministry serving the needs as a missionary i lift up everyone that's on this podcast and is listening to this podcast and that they might might learn something thank you lord amen
1: amen Amen.
0: You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.